Stay tuned to the Ask Dr. Ross podcast. It's created to give you info to succeed at college. Our hosts are highly qualified. Dr. Catherine Ross is a member of the University of Texas System's Academy of Distinguished Teachers. She's also a popular professor of 19th century English literature. Co-host and multimedia editor Nathan Witt provides a student perspective. Ask Dr. Ross is a community service of the University of Texas at Tyler. Hello, I'm Catherine Ross. This is a podcast for families and students, those who are in college, those who are thinking about going to college, and even older adults who might think about going back to university. We're real interested in hearing about your experiences, and we want to try to answer as many of your questions as we can. If you would like to ask Dr. Ross a question, email her at adrquestions.com at gmail.com. Today, we're going to talk about a kind of painful topic, and that's the topic of finances and how can you pay for college. Dr. Ross, for all the parents, potential students, maybe even current students out there, how do you make that happen in 2023? You're right. It is painful. And when I start looking at the numbers myself, I start to cringe. But what we've figured out is there's lots of ways to pay for college. Obviously, ideally, if you can start saving early on, that's going to help a lot. And we've learned that there are those wonderful education savings accounts that are so useful. The first thing you got to know is how much you're going to end up paying. Yeah. And there's this thing called the net cost calculator. And they'll tell you the cost of attendance for every different university. In fact, it's a I think the government requires it. In fact, I know the government requires it. And what it'll do is it'll tell you not just what the tuition is, but then as much as tuition is usually the housing and the food for youngsters. Yeah. And then you got to add in transportation, books, and things like that. I think that's something that I would want to highlight is that potentially parents and students might not recognize there is more to paying for college than just tuition. And that's what makes the net cost calculator so important is that sometimes it can be a little deceptive what you see on that initial number. Yeah. And the truth is, you can probably not change the tuition number. You can change the housing and food and travel. It's just an estimate, an average. But that's a place where you can maybe save some money. Now, typically, here's what happens. Once you've applied to a college, the university will send you an admission packet. And here's where you have to start really knowing stuff. You have to have this thing called a FAFSA, and that stands for Free Application for Federal Student Aid, FAFSA. Okay, so remind me, because it's been a little while, does the FAFSA come before or after acceptance? Oh, you have to do it first. Okay. Everybody has to do the FAFSA, and here's the bad news. You have to redo it every year. But once you take that and conclude that in your application materials, the universities can use that to calculate um, what they can offer you. Yeah. And they will, there will be some sort of a package that they will try to offer you. When, when do you suggest people have their FAFSA turned in? As soon as you can get it done, send it in with your application. Because the university want to try to get you there, and they want to try to find ways to help you. And the mm-hmm. ways they have are grants, scholarships, loans, and work. Those are going to be the four ways. And so basically what you'll find out is that the college will say, okay, your family makes this much money. We can help you with this grant, and we'd like you to apply for this scholarship in the College of Music. Or... We can help you with this grant. There's no scholarships in your field, but we have some loans here, or we have some college jobs, too. Right. So although the job thing is something we want to talk about a little bit later, but 
what you need to know is that there are these things called federal grants, and a grant is just that. You don't have to pay it back, and that's a really good thing to know about. Yeah. They're calculated on the FAFSA, though. So if you haven't done the FAFSA, nobody's going to be able to give you a grant. The scholarships are the ones that we hear about more often. Those are the things that are based upon, like, your special skills. You're mm, a really, yeah. really good trombone player, and our jazz quartet is rocking, and they need you. But there's all sorts of different disciplinary specialties and what the university will do when they send you their admission packet they'll say we'd like you to apply for these Mm -hmm. these scholarships because they know more about them but the thing you need to also know and we talked to Catherine Martinez about this and we've got some interviews from her there's lots of scholarships out there in the community that are not offered by the university but Pepsi-Cola offers one in different kinds of places. There's a small scholarship I know about in honor of a friend of mine who recently passed away. There's groups in the community that can help you find other scholarships. And the thing about it is that eventually you can kind of pull together a pastiche of a lot of different ways of paying. Right. I wanted to add this about the FAFSA. You can't lie on the FAFSA because people do get audited. It's, what, 10 20%? Yep. 10%. 10% 10%. Um, 10% get audited, but there is a chance for that. You can't lie on it. Be honest about your needs. But uh, yeah, anyways, do you have any advice on how students can find those more obscure, like the one you're referencing with your late friend? I didn't know this myself until I started doing the research, but there are agencies around in different communities. There's one okay. in Tyler, and we, in fact, have the information about it that we can give you. Right. But, and there's actually... Believe it or not, there are nonprofits out there managing scholarships. People come and say, I want to give money in honor of my friend, or here's, I want to give money to the next young trombone player or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so there's a community situation like that. So maybe we can say that we will link to those resources in the yes, bio below absolutely. of the episode. Yeah. Great. Also, you do have to remember about scholarships and also with grants. You have to maintain a certain GPA. There are expectations. Yep. Yeah. Not free money. You got to go to class. Yeah. You got to show up and uh, you have to stay on track. And that's why this advising business, which we'll be talking about in another episode, is really important. So you know what it is you need to be doing. Yeah. And it can go deeper than that too, because for example, if you are the next prodigy trombone player to run with that, and that's what your scholarship is for, there will probably be some expectations that you're in rehearsals this many hours, that you're competing in these kind of competitions. But also the thing that's neat about it is that scholarship will be a part of that trombone player's resume. When they go out there to do their professional career, they have things like that also to include in their resume. Now, the loans is an area that's a little tricky. Sure. And um, the good news about grants is that you don't have to pay them back. I think the largest one you can get, by the way, from a grant is the Pell Grant. And it can get you to as almost, I think, $6,800. The Pell Grant is a federal grant, and it's based upon need. It's a really good boon to those folks, especially ones maybe who are coming from lower-income families. Of course. There's state grants, and the highest grant that you can get from the state of Texas is a 6500 grant. And again, most about the same. About the same. A lot of times they're smaller. Yeah. Because they look at the FAFSA too. But just to recap, the grants you don't have to pay back. Now they're not going to cover the whole deal because what you're going to find out is that most universities are going to end up being close to twenty thousand dollars a year, minimum. That's average. No, there's not an average because the great private. Okay, average for public. Average public is between twenty and thirty thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I know that's a lot. 
but yeah. that's actually less than a truck costs these days. <laughs> and I've seen Depends a lot of my on the truck. <laughs> the trucks that I've seen some of my students driving are pretty fancy. And <laughs> sure. but anyway, the community scholarships are available, the college scholarships are available. And so you have to be clever to start stitching things together here. Yeah. Now the loans are also available and there are three kinds of loans. The bad news is you're going to owe some money. Yeah. The good news is that by taking out a loan, you actually get a credit history. And yeah. that's, that is something I hadn't thought about until recently, but that's actually a good thing. Yeah, I can see that. Now, the three kinds of loans, there's one called subsidized. and So the, what does subsidized mean? Subsidized means the state or the government, or the federal government, will help support it. Okay. And you got to get into the real special details on that with the university to understand that. But what you do need to know is that there's a third kind, which is a loan to the parents. And... I don't know how to advise people on taking out loans except to say, don't take it if you don't have to have it. Yeah. I've had students and friends, even graduate friends who, adult friends who realized later on, it seemed like free money at the time. <laughs> and they ended up not really needing it as badly as they thought, but they did get themselves in debt. And the famous line is, live like a student when you're in college. So you don't have to live like a student later on to pay it off. So be frugal. Yeah, be uh, frugal. I'm curious as well. I'm because I'm really not very familiar with the loans. Do you know if the interest rate is the same on all three of those that were mentioned? No, it's not. Okay, and it's better for the students. Okay. okay, so for the two student ones, that percentage is better. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. But it's my understanding that interest rates change all the time. Yeah, so we might not so, want to say numbers. Yeah, but. I don't want to say numbers, but what you want to be aware of is, okay, so I can get, I may be able to get a grant. i got to do a FAFSA, then look for a combination of grants, state and federal, scholarships, either from the college or from outside, maybe a loan, and the last thing is work. Yeah. And now, a lot of my students work. You work, don't you? I work three jobs. Three jobs. Yeah. And how does that work with your studies? <laughs> It is quite the balancing act. I know. Yeah, my family uses the metaphor of spinning plates. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yes, I have. That yeah. circus act mm -hmm. is you kind of just, once one plate starts to get a little unstable, you switch over to that one, spin it a little bit. And yeah. To me, that's part of what you learn in college because in the real world, once you have a family and a career and still a social life and all those kind of things, relationships, you will be juggling as many things as you are now. And so I think, to me at least, I justify it by just saying that's one of the skills of life you have to learn. That's a really enlightened way of going about it. <laughs> I've heard a lot of other people complain bitterly well, about it. Yeah. I worked, too, when I was in college. I made the choice. My parents, I was, off, I was offered admission to several different universities, and the most expensive one was the one I wanted to go to. Uh, and my parents said, well, you can go there, but you're going to have to work. And I did. I worked the whole time. And honestly, I think because I worked, I felt a little bit more invested. I had a friend who actually was funny. We sat next to each other in high school. Her name was one letter above mine in the daily homeroom. And she went to the same college. And she got a big grant. She never had to work. And she barely graduated. And sure. I was there working and spinning those plates. Yeah. And I, I'm sure there are many other reasons behind that. But I, there's good reason to work now. The other thing, though, I'll say as a teacher is that when you work too many hours and you get too tired, oh, yeah. you can't do your schoolwork very yeah. well. I mean, there's 
I feel like that's two sides of the coin of you're more invested because you're fighting to be there. But at the same time, you're fighting to be there. And yeah. Which I is one that. of the reasons why I always try really hard to make it clear to my students how relevant everything we do in the classroom is. Yeah. I'm always trying to talk to them about how this is real world stuff. Even though oh, we're reading yeah. Frankenstein and you're never going to run into a horrible looking monster like that, you are going to run into dilemmas like those that are presented in the novel. Yeah. Metaphors and, that will mimic... Yeah. That situation, yeah. And so that, and the other thing that's kind of interesting, too, is that while you're out there in the real world spinning plates, you're also able to go into the disciplines that you hope to make your life work. Yeah. And I think that somehow those two things, one that's maybe fairly specialized and fairly focused while you're out there doing all the crazy stuff, it oftentimes has a really positive effect. When we were talking about financial aid with the financial aid officers at Austin and here, we basically figured out there's sort of four things you need to be aware of. Okay. And the first one is how to find out what your college will actually cost and who to talk to about it. Yeah. And then the tools you need to know about, starting with the FAFSA, the Free Application for Student Federal Aid, and then being aware that there's these four different ways, and you could be planning and thinking about them. But also, there are alternative ways to get a degree. Yeah. You don't always have to go to a four-year college. There's some really great things about going to the same college for four years. Yeah, there are advantages. But. Yeah. And I had the opportunity to do that, sort of. I spent two years at my private liberal arts college and then I got bored and wanted to try something else I went away to a related school for a year and by the time that third year was over I was really happy to go back home yeah but sometimes it's much more to your financial advantage to do something like to go into a community college which is usually about half as much and then transferring over I'll get the one last thing though I do want to remind you is that there are financial aid staff at every campus, and they want you to come to them. They care. Yeah, yeah. and they're sometimes called like the one-stop shop. And they call it one-stop because they want to try to have one place where you can get everything that you need to know about hours, enrollment, finances, and stuff together. Yeah. And the one thing I found out recently in interviewing the folks from Austin and UT Tyler from the financial aid offices is they're not too busy for anybody. Yeah. And they very much want to talk with you. And they can explain to you what the interest rate's going to be on this particular loan and what the advantages of these different kinds of ways of going about it. And most importantly, they'll help you make sure that you're taking the right courses so you don't waste any time in the wrong courses. Yeah. Okay. If you're looking for any of the resources that we referenced in today's episode or you would like to read more about some of the scholarships, grants, loans, different things that we talked about, all of that will be in our description linked below. So go check that out if you'd like to know more and we'll cite to some of the official numbers for all that kind of stuff. That being said, this has been the Ask Dr. Ross podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye-bye.